stand if you want to for the reading of the word. We'll let you be seated shortly. Malachi 3, 16 and 17. So good to see all of you here in the house of the Lord tonight. Praise God. All out there listening by Facebook or whatever, it's good to have you listening in to our worship services. The Holy Ghost is here right now. It showed up a few minutes ago, didn't it? Praise God. And thank the Lord for that. Malachi 3, 16 and 17, the Bible said, Then they that feared the Lord spake often one to another. And the Lord hearkened and heard it. Don't ever think that God doesn't see what's going on. They spoke often one to another, and the Lord hearkened and heard it. And a book of remembrance was written before him for them that feared the Lord and that thought upon his name. And he goes on to say, and they, these people that he talked about in verse 16, and they shall be mine, saith the Lord of hosts, in that day when I make up my jewels, and I will spare them as a man spareth his own son that serveth him. In that day when I make up my jewels. Let me preach to you a sermon I titled, Diamonds Out of the Rough, not Diamonds Finish it for me. Not diamonds in the rough, but diamonds that's come out of the rough. Hallelujah. Look at somebody and say, you're probably one of them. Say, most likely you're one of them. Tell them again. Say, you better be one of them. <laughs> All right, you're in trouble if you're not one of them. You may be seated. Thank you for standing. It was a period of terrible spiritual degeneracy when the children of Israel were in Babylonian captivity. A lot of degeneration, again, spiritual, spiritually. But not all of the captives who returned from Babylon had corrupted themselves. There were some noble exceptions to those that went back and backslid, quote unquote, that turned away from God and then remained faithful to the one true God. Amen. There were some exceptions to those. A, a remnant of Israel was preserved even in the tough times of Babylon. A few remained faithful to their covenant with God, with Jehovah. And to this group of people, this text refers to. It was, again, a, spirit, a time of spiritual degeneration, but to those that live for God through all of that, 
and come out on the other side of captivity, God said, you're going to be my jewels. And he went on to say, a book of remembrance was written before him for, for them. And uh, I, you look through Scripture, and it is recorded a few times where, where God records those that belong to him. He's got a recording, folks. My God, I'm glad he's got my name down somewhere. <laughs> Esther 6 said, on that night, on that night could not the king sleep, and he commanded to bring the book of records of the chronicles. And they were read before the king. The psalmist said in 56, 8, Thou tellest my wonderings, put thou my tears into thy bottle. Are they not in thy book? God's got a book. And he's got some certain folks' names written down in his book. Oh, yeah, Revelation 3, 5 said, He that overcometh the same shall be clothed in white raiment. And I will blot out his name. I will not blot out his name out of the book of life. But I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. Oh, Lord, keep his name in, your name in his book. And it takes something to do that. Luke 10, 20 says, Notwithstanding in this, rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice. It's nice that the spirits can be subject to us through his name. We can, we can rebuke the devil, the spirit of the devil in Jesus' name. That's wonderful. That's good to know that we're Jesus' name people. We have that power to do that. But he said, don't just rejoice for that, but rejoice because your names are where? Written where? In heaven. Almost 74 years ago in Atlanta, Georgia, Fulton County, there was a little boy born. I don't know how much he weighed. I don't remember. But... But, but he, was, he was born there, and they recorded his name in the Fulton County, Atlanta courthouse. And that's nice. I got a birth certificate to prove it. I have to have a birth certificate to prove I'm 74 because I sure don't look like it. I look 84, don't I? <laughs> but I'm not so glad and happy about that. But I do... No, that I've got my name. That was my first birth. But my second birth, oh yeah, they gave me a baptismal certificate and it's recorded, but that's not so important as having your name written down in heaven. Oh, yes. Did not the angels rejoice? I'm just getting a little ahead of myself. Because one sinner cometh to repentance. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. And he said, they shall be mine, saith the Lord, in that day when I make up my jewels. Of course, you know, prophecy 
can, can apply to the era of time that it was written, but it can also be prophecy for our day even now and in the day when Jesus comes. So I say to you, there will be a that day when Jesus gets his jewels together. To me, that refers to the rapture of the church. Oh, and won't that be wonderful? When he gathers his jewels together, the gathering of the saints from every nation and tongue, there's going to be a number that no man can number. Oh, when he makes up his jewels. Hallelujah. Y'all not as excited about this as I am. Maybe you don't know where I'm going. But uh, I will tell you, since you got quiet on me for a half a minute, I will tell you that some people get so satisfied with this world that they're not excited about leaving here. They're not excited about walls of jasper and streets of gold and gates of pearl because they're so satisfied with this world. That may be one reason that COVID hit us. That may be one reason that other things are going to come in the end time, in the end days, is to get us to the point that we holler and cry and moan. Come on, come quickly. Come on now, help me out. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. Oh, yes. I don't know about you. I used to be afraid of the rapture. I wasn't sure about it. I was, I was not, I, you know, I was probably ready. We condemn ourselves a lot of time. We're probably more ready than we think we are. But I was afraid that if, when the rapture take place, I'd be left behind and lost. And you will be if you don't make it. Right? Won't be no second chance for you. You better be ready. But, but now I, I learned some things and I got... I got closer to God, and I'm, 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 I'm uh, on the right road, and you are too. And I'm just here to tell you, heaven gets more exciting. The more you have over yonder, the more this world means to you here. Anybody know what I'm talking about? We got a reason to go. Lord, that ain't my message, but I'll tell you what, I'm going to get a little mileage out of it right now. I'm telling you, heaven's looking better all the time. The more they clamp down on the church in this world, in this age, the more we ought to be wanting to get out of here. Isn't that right? Oh, there's going to be a gathering of the jewels. going to be a gathering of the saints. And I want to be among that number. A jewel is a valuable stone, such as a ruby or a diamond, that has been cut and polished. A piece of jewelry is another definition that is made of valuable metal and precious stones. And I like this last definition. A jewel is someone or something that is highly value, valued or admired. We got some highly valued people here tonight. I, I stopped in and prayed for Sister, Sister Marie Smith. Sister Wilson and I stopped in there a, a little while earlier today and prayed for her. And I told her I'm going to preach about jewels tonight. And I said, you're one of them. Right. 
We got some jewels in this place tonight. Oh, yeah. It's not by, because of our own value of our own self, but it's because, oh, yeah, of what God has done for us. Someone or something that is highly valued or admired. Just let me tell you ahead of time. God thinks about you. He's got you on his mind. You are valuable to him. Topaz, emerald, sapphire, ruby, diamond, opal, am amethyst. Is that right? Jade. Then, then there's the pearl. The pearl has become a metaphor for something rare, fine, admirable, and again, rare. The unique luster of pearl depends on the reflection, refraction, and diffraction of light from the translucent rays. And I want to talk about that just a little bit maybe later on. But one of the character qualities of a jewel is, is how hard it is. Hardness is the resistance of a material to, be, to being scratched. Diamond is not necessarily the hardest substance known, but the materials that are harder are much more rare than that, making them more valuable. Only thing to cut a diamond is another diamond. Oh, yes. There are, however, there are imitations and synthetics of of, of, of jewels and 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 some people probably could be fooled by it. I couldn't I couldn't tell you what's pure or what's not pure when it comes to when it comes to jewels and gems. I've seen very little of them, and I don't I, I really don't care about owning them necessarily. I mean I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't uh, refuse one if you gave it to me, but but I'm not looking for those kind of gems. But you understand? But uh, uh, there are imitations and, and synthetics of them, and, and probably people persuade others to buy them with the thought that it's, it's true and it's genuine. And then I, then I, then I look at the, the jewel itself, and, and, and I studied it just a little bit and given you a part of what I learned through Bible Illustrator and, and some more research. The definition of diamond in the rough simply means one having exceptional qualities or potential but lacking refinement or polish. That's a diamond in the rough. And I'm not so much concerned about the rough tonight as I am diamonds out of the rough because he came to seek and save that which was lost. He came to dig in this earth for some diamonds. They may be in the rough as he's digging for them. Oh, yes. But when he gets through with them, they won't lack refinement. They won't lack polish when he gets done. Oh, that's why I'm preaching here tonight is so I can get a little bit more refinement and help you get a little bit more refinement so you can get buffed on and scrubbed on and look like what he wants us to look like. Jewels are on account of their intrinsic worth or historic interest, the most valuable and highly prized things on earth, David Winter said. And but to but to harvest these, if you will, to to get them to where they need to be, somebody has to go to the field. Give me a, give me one of those the, the, uh, pictures back there and let's see. This guy is standing in a field. I'm thinking that's probably not over 
300 miles from here. It's a diamond field, if you will. There, have been, there has been a time when I understand the earth would cough up from underneath and it would spray out, I'm thinking, diamonds across the field. And it is open for people to go, to go dig for them. It's over in Murfreesboro, I believe it is, Murfreesboro, Arkansas, south, uh, southeastern, if I'm not mistaken, Arkansas. And uh, these people, this, this guy is out digging in the, uh, in the field for, for, for diamonds. Go ahead, show me another, another picture, if you will. And here he has, if you will, he has dug down into the earth. I have, I have seen... Uh, a video where you could take a, 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 a probing rod and push it down, and when you get to a certain point in it, then that's where you need to start digging and etc. And so you could find find the, the right spot, if you will, to dig. And he has dug and he puts these in the buckets and, and take them back to the next slide. Let's see if it's the next one or the next one here. And he, yes, he is at the water trough and the sifting station. And here he is now dipping the bucket of, of, uh, of rocks and dirt and, and grime, it looks like, into the sifting trough. Go ahead for the next one, if you will. And here he is. He has got it. He's got the... Poured, poured the bucket of stuff in this, in this screen uh, 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 contraption where he can sh sift it and move it. Go to the next one if there's another one on that. Yes, now he has sifted it out. He's, he's worked on it to get the dirt off of it, if you will, and the only thing that's left is rocks, small rocks and particles, if you will, of, of, of jewels of some sort. And now he, he is shaking that, he has shaken that uh, screen, and with that screen, the, the, the jewel seems to come to the middle. You see his hand over the screen, over the, over the center of that, and he will scoop that up, if you will, and put it into another container so he can give it further, further, uh, 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 looking into and finding out what, what, what's really in there. So I'm simply giving you those to tell you it, it is a work, it is a toil, it is an effort for them to, to, for someone to find a diamond. Oh, yes, then they're, they're, I'm satisfied that there are other ways that you can sift out, maybe even dry sift and whatever, of, 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 of diamonds and, and jewels. You sift through those, jewel, uh, through those rocks and, and through that dirt to separate them out and to find something that's worth taking home and worth keeping and worth putting on the market. I want to tell you something. Jesus came again to seek and to save that which was lost. Oh, yes, I've been in Bethlehem almost all my life, almost all of that 74 years, 72 and a half years or so. 
and, and, and my daddy, of course, was here before, and Pastor B now, and Brother Pipkin was back there, and Brother, Brother Bishop was back there, and, and I'm telling you, we have dug out, and you have helped us dig out soul after soul. Some of them weren't worth anything, it looked like. Let me back up with that. All of us were worth nothing. You don't have to be a drug addict to be worst. You don't have to be an alcoholic to be worst. Let me tell you something. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But somebody knocked on your door. Brother Daniel, I just think about you and your mama back yonder in that old auditorium. I think about your mother so much. She was sick and dying with cancer. I knocked on her door, visited with her, prayed for her. She would call me. They would call me in the middle of the day, middle of the night, go back and pray for her. She came to church, got baptized, got the Holy Ghost, I think the same morning in Jesus' name. What are you saying? I'm saying he came to seek and to save that which was lost. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And you know what? When they take those, those, uh, those, those screens, and they will be different size screens. Some of the holes would be a quarter inch perhaps, and others maybe an eighth an inch, and you sift through it, and you sift through it until you find the things that are worth, that are worth keeping. And you, what you're really doing is you're separating them from the rest of the earth and from the rest of the stuff that's not worth taking home. I'm glad he came and called us out of darkness into the marvelous life. He's, he's, he's in the sifting business. One of these days, he's going to make up his jewels. One of these days, he's going to find them that's been separated from the world. That's a good place to preach about holiness. I'm not going to go there very much, but I will tell you, thank God this is a holiness church. This is an apostolic church. Amen. You got to come ye out from among them, the Bible said, and be ye separate, saith the Lord. For us to be worth something, we'll have to be separated from the world. I was reading and seeing that a 12-year-old boy found a 5.16 carat diamond. A teenage, I think it was a girl, found a 3.85. And, uh, and, and, and on and on, we could talk about uh, uh, expensive pearls, and we might talk about our, our gems, and may talk about them a little more. But I'm telling you, look, we could talk about the woman at the well that, that uh, had five husbands, and she was a woman of ill repute. But Jesus came to her and brought her out, made a pearl out of her. You know what? She, got, she went to the city and started setting up a revival in Samaria when the apostles came on the scene, when Philip came on the scene. You're talking about a pearl to the kingdom, a gem to the kingdom. She was a diamond at one time in the rough, but God brought her out and made her a diamond out of the rough. Oh, and thousands more from then to now. The value of a gem is not in its composition, but in its, it's in its crystallization. Even a diamond is composed mostly of carbon, 
You hear that? Even a diamond is composed mostly of carbon, carbon, but differs from the black coal of our furnaces only in this mysterious transfiguration. And a change to this has, has every so, saved soul undergone. The spiritual man has through gracious crystallization, if you will, become a gem reflecting divine light and thus fitted for a diadem. What marvel then, this writer wrote, that God counts his people more precious than the stars and calls them his peculiar treasure. Let me tell you something. We are but dust until he crystallizes us, until he makes something out of us. We're not diamonds in the rough. We're diamonds out of the rough. A peculiar treasure. Many stones are laying around this community. I've, I've, I, I make a, I made a statistic myself, or a, a, uh, a, uh, what's what's the word I want to use? An observation that I say, you have to baptize a whole lot of people to keep a few. Watch me now. You have to, uh, you watch it over the years. Brother Benny, you've watched it. You've seen it. Well, it feels better to sit down. But you, you, uh, you, uh, you watch it. A few of them get the Holy Ghost talking in tongues and look like they talk in tongues like a like one of the first Jews did in the, in the New Testament. I'm telling you, real, genuine. I believe they got it. And then, then if, you, if, you get, if you have 50 people that get to baptize and get the Holy Ghost in a revival, you might keep 10 of them the first year. Three or four more of them may drop out in the second or third year. And to my dismay, another three or four can drop out over a matter of four, five, six years. So you only have, you got me? Anybody under, are, are you out there? Oh, but I'm telling you, there's going to be some gems come out from among those rocks. There's going to be some gems that's going to come out and they're going to last. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Many are called, but help me. But few are chosen. Talk about jewels. Because Jesus paid the price. His jewels are very dear to him. Jewels are costly things. Being rare, they're enhanced in price. The Son of God redeemed these jewels by his own blood. This is a price of incalculable value because they're rare. Jewels are only found in certain places, someone said, and only worn by certain persons. So the saints of God are said to be a very little flock. It's a little flock compared to the many that's lost out there. But I'm glad he shifted me out I'll lift our hands and say, thank you, God, for sifting me out, sifting you out. Isn't that right? 
A diamond sifter said when you can, uh, when you can sh sift the diamond, it will shine so much your eyes will immediately usually be drawn to it as you sh sh shift, sift it in that shifting container. And you get all the rocks and I mean, all the dirt off of it and wash it off. Then what? when you see it, it will be glowing. Oh, hallelujah. I'm telling you, we ought to be a city set on the hill that cannot be hid. You ought to have a glow about you when his light shines forth. Another sifter said every diamond is special to him because he found it. And that's so true with the Lord. There is such a thing as what I call jewel finding, jewel grinding, and jewel setting. And I don't need to go through all of those uh, in detail. But first thing, we have to be found. Next thing, we have to be ground down and polished down. And then we can be set in the kingdom of God. God's Word is inspired, and it's the greatest instrument of, it is of the greatest instruments the Lord uses for hewing his jewels out of the rock of sinful and corrupt nature and bringing them from the dark mind, misery, to the light. It's an instrument, the Word of God is an instrument of great power. It commands wholeness, supplies motives, and presents encouragements to the mind. The exercises of praise and prayer are admirably adapted to refine and polish the soul in the beauty of holiness. But it also uses the operations of the Spirit to convict. It's one thing to read the Word. It's another thing to be convicted by the Word. So God uses the Word of God to hew us down and to, and to purge us and to cleanse us through the work of the Holy Ghost as well. It's not by might nor by power, but it's by my spirit, saith the, Lord of the uh, 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 saith the Lord of hosts. Before the diamond is set in a kingly crown, it must be roughly pressed on the diamond wheel. And we, under, we wonder sometimes what we, why are we having to go through a few things. It's to get us to the point that we will shine the brightest after we get polished. When diamonds and other gems are first found, they're usually covered with a dark, rusty coating, every particle of which must be removed. This process is long and expensive. Their brilliancy cannot be fairly seen without it. The famous Kohinoor diamond was subjected to repolishing with the help, listen to this, of a steam engine for 23 days and 12 hours each day. Oh, and I say so it was for Job, right? So it was for Joseph and Jacob and so it was for you and me because he chose us to be his jewels. He's going to put the pressure on us to make us become what we're really supposed to be. We're not supposed to be in the rough. I said we're not supposed to always be in the rough. Let me tell you something, new converts, young converts, not many of them in here. They're mostly out there, but they they, they, you can't be a new convert forever. You can't keep on going back to sin forever. 
You can't keep going and staying in your drugs forever. You got to come out of the rough. Hey, that's a good place to say amen. Isn't that right? That goes for all of us. The disciplinary process is still going on in our day. Many, many ways by disease, loss of property, family afflictions. Oh, yes. But you need, it is needed. There's nothing that can polish the diamond like the diamond itself. Thank God for our fellowship one with another. They spoke often one to another. You can't make it without the church. You need the church. You need the church. You know, it's nice to be able to watch, watch our services online, but it's a whole lot better to be in the house of God, to rub shoulders with another diamond. Because we're going to get polished by rubbing shoulders with somebody else. Isn't that right? Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I think about, as, as I watch some of these uh, uh, film on, on how they separated out these diamonds and pick them out and pull them out, I, don't, I didn't find one that had two that had the same shape. I don't guess the two of them I saw out of hundreds or whatever had the same shape. Thank God we're not all exactly alike. We have different shapes, different forms of, of life and development, different colors in, in, in the gems they were. Each Christian has its own place and power and exhibit the, the manifoldness of the grace of God in its own way. That man right there is a preaching machine. He can preach different than the rest of the preachers. They preach good. He preaches good, but they're not the same. You testify one way. You witness one way. Somebody else witnesses a different way. You sing one way. Others sing better. I mean different. <laughs> but we're all different. But we make up that jewels. He said, I'm going to make up my jewels. We don't always have to all be the same. Right? Oh, yeah. With no light, we have no brilliance, no luster, and no grace. So, God, I'm saying shine on us. Oh, help me when his spirit moves that he'll be able to detect my, my being. Right? Jewels are hard to polish. The men who polish are called lapidaries from the, from the Latin words uh, lapis, which means a stone. There are specks on us which, we must, which must be removed by polishing. That's, again, why we keep coming back to church is so we won't be diamonds in the rough forever. From useless raw material, coal, clay, mud, dust, God Finds jewels. Jewels aren't easily broken. They don't wear. They don't fade. And I'm telling you, the true Christian is not a fancy or a fashion. It's not half in, half out. It's true and tried. Isn't that right? And it'll last. I said a true Christian will last. 
But one of these days, as he's as 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 he said in his word, he is going to make up his jewels. Ah say he's going to bring his jewels together. Oh, it's going to be God's crown of glory, God's royal diadem, the richest gems blazing in many crowns of Emmanuel will be the souls of, 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 of Bethlehem Church and other churches, apostolic churches. These diamonds are dug from the black caverns of death and, 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 and from the deepest part of the earth. But they're blood-bought, grace-preserved, grief-polished, jewels of God, Charles Wadworth said. I'm telling you, tonight, God is putting some effort in us to make us be what he wants us to be when he gets his jewels together. Been working on them for 2,000 years, hadn't he? The Bible teaches us here in this Malachi 3, 16 and 17. He's looking at those that feared the Lord and spake often one to another. First thing, you must fear God if you want to be a real true Jew. You speak often one to another, you'll fellowship one with another. And the third one, is they thought upon his name. There's one thing for sure. This is a Jesus name church. We don't baptize in the titles. We baptize in the name. In fact, Jesus told his, told his disciples to go baptize in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. First message that was preached, first baptismal service after that, if you will, was Acts 2.38 when Peter showed up with those that had heard what Jesus told them to do. They baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Why? Because the name of Jesus is the name of Father. It's the name of Son. It's the name of the Holy Ghost. It's not three separate names. In that day there shall be one Lord and his name, Zechariah said, his name one. I'm glad to know that name of Jesus. Acts 4.12, for neither is there salvation in any other, for there's none under the name given among men under heaven whereby we must be saved. That's the name of Jesus. That's the saving name. Aren't you glad you, aren't you, glad you speak often about his name? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And 1 Thessalonians 5, 2, my closing, my closing verse. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. As a thief. He's not a thief, but he's coming as a thief. He's not a thief because the jewel he takes away are his. <laughs> He's not coming back after somebody else's so-called jewels. He's not coming back after people that don't think about his name, that don't fellowship, that don't love God, that don't fear God. 
They're not his. He's not coming back after them. You know what a thief does when he goes into a house? He wants to get valuable stuff. Right? You know what thief? He's coming as a thief in the night. He takes away those that are his. All a thief got to do is shine a little flashlight, and if there's jewels around, hallelujah, he'll find them. And when Jesus comes with his, well, he's the bright and shining light. He comes in the night. He's coming as a thief in the night. Oh, it's darker now than it's ever been, seems like. Burglars, burglars know what they're looking for, and Jesus knows what he's looking for. Oh, yes. Nineteen forty-seven. I looked this up a while ago to see how many people was in, on the earth then, and I think uh, from about nineteen twenty-five to about nineteen fifty, there was like two billion. Then it jumped up in like nineteen fifty to about two point five billion people. So in there, I say God brought me, dug me out of. 2.5 billion people. Nowadays, if you get saved, he's bringing you out of about 8 billion. Boy, don't you think he likes you? Aren't you glad he dug you out? Aren't you glad he put conviction on you? Aren't you glad the preacher told you one time what to do to be saved and you followed you? And you followed him and you came. Oh, yes, Jesus came to, again to seek and save that which was lost. He got his hands dirty. He became sin, not a sinner, but he took on sin. He became guilty so we as the guilty could become innocent. The innocent became guilty so the guilty could become innocent. One soul can't be compared to the most costly diamond that there is, or vice versa, if you will. I read, I read a while ago that French prosecutors said the thieves who broke into the Paris apartment where Kardashian West was staying walked away with jewelry worth an estimated $10 million, including a ring valued at $4.5 million. But one soul is worth more than the 10 million they stole out of that apartment or wherever it was. One soul. Why? Because he shed precious blood. Yes. When the cutting and burnishing are finished, they're going to shine as the stars forever. Diamonds never wear out. They last. The king will gather his jewels into his royal palace, S.V. Leach said. God has long loaned his jewels to the communities of earth. He's let us stay here for a little while. But when the sun darkens, his angels are to gather them from every land and sea. And won't that be a wonderful time? Oh, when the trumpet sounds and the dead in Christ shall rise and in which we are alive and remain shall be caught up together to meet the Lord in the air and so shall we be ever be with the Lord. Jewels. Jewels. 
jewels. You're at the right place to be saved tonight. Stand with me. Heaven is a city where the street is of purest gold. Walls are of jasper and the gates of pearl. So I say in like manner, there are going to be some jewels up there walking on a street of gold, <laughs> touching a wall of jasper. <laughs> won't that be something? Lord, won't that be something? Won't, won't be any more night there because the Son of God is the light. Won't be no more night. Oh, my Lord. I said the other day at a preacher's funeral that I believe that when we get to heaven, our senses, our taste, our touch, our hearing, and our sight, is that all of them? Five senses. Did I get them all? Touch, taste, sight, hear, smell. I believe our senses will be enlarged. Man, I can walk into a nice restaurant and smell, smell steak or smell fish frying. Don't even have to be a nice one, just fish frying and smell it. I can look out across the horizon and see the beautiful sunset. There was a man down in Pontotoc one time. He called him Squinch-Eyed Allen. He said, Brother Allen, can you see very good? He said, I can see the moon. That's as far as anybody else can see. <laughs> Did you know him, Brother? Brother Squinch-Eyed. <laughs> I got a feeling it's kind of Brother John. Huh? I can't hear you. <laughs> Brother Allen? Lou Allen. That was him, wasn't it? Oh, but I got a feeling when he gets over yonder, he's going to see the moon in a shade, if you will, that he's never seen before if there's a moon over there. He's going to see Golden Street. Daddy said that in heaven, grapes would be that big. Shoo. Let me tell you something. Let me, and I got a little revelation when, when I thought about this the other day. If people that go to hell, their sense are going to be enlarged too. Their touch, you're talking about hot, you get burned right now, but if they go to hell, it's, their sense is going to be enlarged too. The stench of that smoke and the screams that they'll be hearing, right, and the taste of that smoke, fire and brimstone, am I right? Right? Oh, but I want to be part of those jewels that get to, I'll be at home over there. If I'm a jewel here, then I'll be a home over there with walls of jasper and gates of pearl, street of gold. Woo, somebody praise them a little while.
You're worth something to the maker. You're worth something to Jesus. Oh, you're worth something to him. He loved you enough to shed his blood for you. You're worth something to him. Somebody ought to say, I love you, Jesus. Somebody ought to say, I want to be one of those jewels when you get us together, Lord. I want to be one of those. Come on, put your hand up and say, I want to be one of those. I want to be one of those. Somehow make me, God, if you have to put me on the grindstone, if you have to put me through pain and torment, whatever it takes, God, I want to be in that group when you make us up. Amen, amen, amen. Pray for Sister Marie Smith. She's very, very sick. She's had a bout with cancer again. And let's pray that the Lord would touch her. She's more or less, uh, I guess, hospice, I'm thinking. And uh, pray for Brother Ray uh, Clifton. The Lord would touch him. And Brother Kenny work. Let's pray that the Lord would help him. Brother Boscus is not feeling well as, as well. But let's pray for him. Any other special needs, why don't you just lift your hand and say, pray, I got a special request. Other needs that I'm sure of. Jesus, thank you for answering prayer many times. You take care of our people, God. Take care of people that need you. Save souls. Help us to dig some more people out of the muck and mire of sin. Help us to do whatever we got to do to get them ready to be called a jewel. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.